Queens community rocked by a disturbing double murder. A mother and daughter were found dead, severely beaten inside their East Elmhurst home. Just moments ago, police arrested the mother's boyfriend. Does it make you want to hate murder, or does it make you want to do murder? Let's explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. Welcome back to Rogue Darkness, the podcast that uncovers how the misinterpretations and misinformation surrounding witchcraft, the occult, and other beliefs have led many to do unthinkable crimes. From ritualistic killings and the demons that live in all of us, to exploration of the macabre and delving deep into the unknown. Let's explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. I'm your host of The Grim and Gruesome, Raven. Let's go rogue and get right into today's chilling crime, the horrific case of the brutal and merciless slaying of Estrella and Lena Castaneda. On January 29th, 2014, the police received a disturbing 911 call right around midnight from 48-year-old Carlos Alberto Amarillo, who told the 911 operator that he had just murdered his girlfriend, Estrella Castaneda, age 56, and her daughter, Lena, age 25. According to trial records, while on the phone with the operator, Amarillo frantically stated, Two females are dead. They were assassinated. Hurry! They are dead. I killed them because they are witches. I want the police to kill me. I killed them with a hammer. He reportedly claimed that he had mercilessly beat Estrella and Lena to death because they were witches and were causing him emotional and physical harm by casting spells on him that made him ill. When the authorities arrived at the scene, they first saw Amarillo standing outside the home, located in East Elmhurst, Queens, New York, around 12.15 a.m. He reportedly had a Bible in hand and was continuously ranting about how he believed the victims had been performing voodoo and casting spells on him, leading him to commit the atrocious crime. The authorities proceeded to enter the premises and were met with a horrific sight. There, within her bedroom, lie a deceased Estrella with a pillow placed over her face. The cause of death determined to be due to severe trauma to her head. Police reports stated that there was blood covering the bed and the wall behind the bed where Estrella's body lie. The rubber grip of a hammer, presumably used in the attack as the murder weapon, was lying on the bed beside her. Next, the cops came to Lena's bedroom. They found Lena lying on the bedroom floor with blood all around her. Just as with her mother, Lena too was proclaimed dead at the scene due to severe trauma to her head. As if the two women's deaths weren't heartbreaking enough, while searching Lena's bedroom closer, the authorities encountered Lena's seven-year-old daughter, frightened but luckily unharmed, and they immediately took her off of the premises so she was out of harm's way. With Amarillo cuffed and placed in the cop car, the house was then thoroughly searched even further to gather as much evidence as possible. Upon seeing the arrest take place, one of the neighbors of the Castanitas, Deborah Pollock, reportedly said that there had never been any sign of trouble in the eight or nine years since the family had moved into the home. She described Estrella and Lena as the perfect family, who were well-liked by all of the neighbors and who were always friendly. 
Pollock told reporters that Estrella Castaneda's husband had died about two years prior to the murders, but she could not recall ever seeing Amarillo. Seeing him being taken away from the scene in handcuffs and being completely covered in blood was a truly horrifying sight. Pollock also is reported saying that she worried about the fate of the little girl, referring to Lena's daughter who was in the home when the bludgeonings took place. To know that the only family she knows is dead is just breaking my heart, she said. Another neighbor, Camilo Alvarez, age 23 at the time of the murders, who lived just two doors down from the Castaneda residence, claimed he had heard the sound of the hammer bashing the victims at the time of the attack. He was swinging the hammer hard, Alvarez reportedly told authorities. It was a good one or two minutes. Alvarez also was reported to say that the sickening sound of the attack haunted him for hours after Emerio had been handcuffed and taken away to the 115th Precinct Station House, located in Queens. From two doors down, Camilo Alvarez heard what he calls banging around midnight. It sounded like something hitting a blunt object. The noises haunting him now. I've just been awake all night thinking about it, the time that it happened and how long it was happening and how close it was. And it's not easy. Especially knowing who else was inside the house. Lena Castaneda's seven-year-old daughter here in the protective arms of a police officer. It's unclear if the little girl witnessed the gruesome crime. The little girl would come and play with the dolls and they were really lovely people. Neighbors say the child and both victims lived here for several years and the suspect visited often, but they say there were never signs of trouble. You know, you worry about gun control and all that. This is a hammer. I mean, what possesses a person to pick up a hammer and kill two people? The question resonating through this distraught neighborhood, but the answer may never surface. After a two-week-long trial, Amarillo was ultimately convicted of two counts of first-degree murder fourth-degree criminal possession of a weapon, and endangering the welfare of a child. He is facing life in prison with the slight possibility of parole. No further information was found regarding his current status. So that was the heartbreaking and extremely disturbing case of the murder of Estrella and Lena Castaneda. Let me know your thoughts on this case, and if you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to contact me at roguedarknesspod at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at rogue underscore darkness. I'd love to hear your thoughts on cases I've covered, as well as hear any suggestions you may have for future ones. All links to the articles referenced in this episode, as well as my socials and contact information, are all down below for your reference. And if you like what you hear on Rogue Darkness, please consider sharing the podcast with your family and friends, and also by leaving a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever else you can leave a review. It's a great way to help the show out and to get it more noticed. And as I've mentioned, I do have a Ko-fi page, so if you ever want to check it out, the link is also down below in the description for reference. Any support is always greatly appreciated, but it's never expected. And with that said... That concludes this week's episode of Rogue Darkness. The darkness is all around us, and I can confidently say that reality truly is more terrifying than fiction. Until next time. 